0: It's one giant step, Sean Morris, Paul DeTino. Again, you can download us anywhere. Podcasts are available and free on the Odyssey app. Boy, this is becoming old news here. A little victory Monday. Giants win a game. You come out here. You have a little conversation with Paul DeTino, And away we go, Paul. Another unbelievable giant step for this team as they take down the Baltimore Ravens. They have now beaten the last three NFL MVPs combined in two straight games. They have taken down, you know, the two one seeds in each of the conference this year. This giant football team is alive, seeing the videos of the fans walking out of the stadium chant. Let's go Giants. What a freaking time to be alive in Giants world here in mid-October. You know, Sean, somebody messaged
1: me earlier today and they said five and one, boy, this is really, really fun. And I said, hey, just remember something. It's not just five and one. They're sprinkling extra oregano and extra cheese on the pizza because they're coming from behind to win these games. This is not your standard five and one. We're just, you know, taking care of people. No, this is a team that's coming back and winning games in the fourth quarter. I I I, I can't even begin to tell you how that cheese tastes right now,
0: and, and Paul, again, and this is this is crazy, but it's just like practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect with our eyes. The Giants struggle at times in the first quarter. yesterday was filled with a lot of drop passes offensively, but defensively never letting Baltimore really run away with the game despite Kenyon Drake having the game of his life. hate the Drake. But it, throughout that game, as', there, you know, you know, eventually you, you can run out of time. I kept saying Giants, were you second half team, second half team? They've kept this close. Second half is when they will find their strike. They really waited until the last few minutes of the fourth quarter to make those big plays. But their ability to close on both sides of the ball for, for the defense to get that big turnover. And how about a hat tip to Paul, who was all over Julian Love getting the first interception of the Giants season. And boy, what a time to have a pass rusher like Kayvon Thibodeau, who finally gets his first sack, but that's the thing the Giants have lacked, right? A pass rusher to go after and close games like that, uh, and of course to have a running back like Saquon Barkley churn out yards, go down instead of scoring. This could have been a thirty-point game for the Giant offense. I mean, they are they are checking all the boxes of being, you know, playing smart enough football to not let a game get away from them, but have all the elements on both sides of the ball to close a game, and that is always going to be a recipe for success in the NFL. I don't want to leave Leonard Williams out of there right. with the fumble recovery too. I mean,
1: it was so great to see the big cat back in the lineup, even though the Giants had a number of poor run fits in the run game. Uh, a number of times, I thought Crowder and even Jalen Smith got uh, got stacked up on run fits yeah. and allowed Drake to break through. And Kenya Drake is a quality back. I mean, don't make any mistake about that, Sean. He's a solid no, NFL back, but but there's no
0: doubt. Well, the Giants well, allowed him to do more than he should have. Yeah. And Paul, look, any Giant fan, if you told me before the game that J.K. Dobbins would be, forget a pitch count. You basically didn't see him at all in the second half. We all would have signed for that in facing Kenyon Drake. But yeah, I Paul, you and I watched enough Giants football the last few years. When a running back like that goes off for as many yards and chunk plays as he has and combine that with tight ends seemingly wide open all over the middle of the field, catching first down at the first down, those are like two huge elements in every giant loss we've seen for the last five years. So the idea that Mark (laughs) Andrews is catching these passes, Kenyon Drake is running wild while their main running back is banged up, to have those plays happen and not really give up touchdowns and as a result, you end up coming back and win a game. Uh, It's every win the Giants have had in many ways have been similar, but have almost been like slaying dragons of Giants' losses of past. It's unbelievable. You know what's funny about this, Sean? And you've heard me talk about the quicksand
1: of mediocrity and how you have to rank these teams by boxing divisions. Look, the Ravens and the Giants, in all honesty, are both in that very large division known as the middleweight division. I still don't put the Giants in the elite heavyweight contender division yet, okay? Maybe they'll get there at some point. I don't know. But they're still in that middleweight division just like the Ravens. And if you go back and you're a Baltimore Ravens guy this morning, you're thinking about the 10 penalties. You're thinking about five unforced penalties on offense, which yeah. were pre-snap and absolutely ridiculous. You're thinking about three or four drop passes, and these are the kinds of things that will always separate the teams that are in the quicksand of mediocrity, the ones that will be up to their necks in quicksand or the ones that are kind of kind of whittling their way out and crawling yeah. out by their belt loops. That's what happens on given Sunday's with these kinds of teams. Now, I will say this, Wink Martindale did a phenomenal job of doing pre-snap shifting of his defensive line. I don't know if they talked about it on television, but the Giants no. had rarely done that this year, and they busted it out this game to give the Ravens offensive line and Lamar Jackson mental fits And that's part of the reason you saw five unforced offensive penalties by the Ravens. Yeah. They were getting confused and jammed
0: up by some of the stuff that Wink was showing them on the field. And we said this going into the weekend on the last pod, Wink Martindale's defenses, while a lot of them, you know, obviously come from the same scheme, all these game plans have been so different, and that was a change in this game plan, yes. and you want to talk about those penalties the Ravens took, and the idea of, hey, Giants winning this game of penalties in the chess match, how about the one that wasn't called? Unbelievable at the Ravens' score, I, I'm sorry, that was way past the half a tick for a delay a game, something that Dable went nuts about on the sideline, It should have, anybody on TV could see it, it was like a full two Mississippis after Paul, uh, not to go old school, and you know, talk about the schoolyard but think about all those unforced errors you're talking about on the ravens the idea that they got away with that on on basically one of their their scoring plays here that was another thing that should have been called this game could have been much different even without that score as well
1: now you know what's interesting again you talk about the little things that got unnoticed by the time the game was over well how about the drake touchdown run where the giants only had 10 guys on the field which Dayball was furious about and didn't want to get into it, but said, okay, that's on me. There was a communication issue when they only had 10 guys on the field. Yet here's the funny part, right? On the play before, when Drake catches the eight-yard flat pass along the left sideline, he goes out of bounds before the sticks. It should have been fourth and about a half a yard. Yep, Maybe even fourth and one. But the officials incorrectly spot the ball. Give them the first down at the 30. The Ravens huddle up. They get up to the line real quick. They snap the ball with the Giants only having 10, and they get a touchdown. I don't know. Would the Ravens have gone for fourth and, and, and half a yard there? Probably. might have. Probably. probably. Would they have made it? Yeah, probably. Would they have finished off the drive with a touchdown? Maybe not because the right. Giants' red zone defense is really, really good. So these are the kinds of things – that happen when you peel back all the layers of the onion and get to the core. These are the kinds of things that make the National Football League the greatest game in the world.